Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Is This a Thing? It's a podcast about films. <laughs> Good, bad, weird, everything in between. Mostly bad and weird. Mostly bad and weird. <laughs> Much like my co-host. Yes. Nick Evangelista on the other line. Wait, am I bad or am I weird? Uh, take your pick. Are you happy to uh, no longer be in studio, Nick? Does this yes. feel more comfortable for you? Got your chair back. Yeah, yeah I'm back in my rhythm. Yeah. I got my orange chair. Right. Got your cats. You know, pots and my pans. Cats, <laughs> pots and pans. <laughs> ring a ding dinging in the background. I'm glad you feel safe. I'm just, I want to make sure that my, my co host feels safe on this podcast. Did we make you not feel safe last time, Nick? Were we being I was weird? very uncomfortable. My hand slipped might over there the only way. a couple times. Yeah, it might have been the way you were touching me under the table. I thought you. Forget it. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> That's how we greet all of our guests. <laughs> you know? If you want to be a guest on this podcast, yeah, just you know, reach just, out to us on Discord. It's true. Just yeah. a nice uh, icebreaker. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Want to hear a nice icebreaker to totally kill the flow right now? No Tom draft. God damn it! Sorry, guys, we forgot. Is someone gonna remember? Is uh, someone gonna do their damn job no, around here? Which one? <laughs> Hold on a second. We, Is we, someone gonna work for a change? We, we share the same job. Jeez. Uh, I realized God that just now. Damn it, Adam. Mm, I'm right, sorry. I just typed it into the group chat. I typed in go. Tom Draft. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work after Adam has sent 40 <laughs> fucking messages between now and next episode. <laughs> Talking about the boys. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh uh, yeah, that won't get lost at all. No. Nope. All right. Next week, Tom Draft. Is Tom happening. Draft. We can do it. Tom Draft. <laughs> Come on, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done one in a while. We have to. We have to do those. No. Uh, how are we? Good. We're we're fine. We're 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 dandy. Any uh, any uh, interesting life happenings from the last week? Have we watched anything that we want to bring to the program? Any any films? Any. TV shows, anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, you know, what? I actually got something weird. I mentioned I mentioned it in a group chat earlier, right? Uh, there yeah, is this show. Let me chat. pull it up. It's called wow. Joe Para Talks with You. Have you guys ever heard of this shit? Nope, nope. <laughs> it is the weirdest fuck. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I mean, like, all I can really say is it's it's this comedian apparently who is from I think Michigan, uh, and he talks like he's a grandfather or like he's a pastor or something okay very like dry and slow and deliberate and the humor there's not no, in like a john mulaney way because that's john mulaney's no, because, whole bit is like because I'm, here's the I'm deal like a dad well here's the deal with john mulaney right with john mulaney you at least know when to laugh <laughs> with, okay. this is what this is one of those shows where you could watch you i've watched nearly three seasons of the show in like two days okay okay um, you can watch an entire episode, and if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know it's a comedy. It's kind of like our Ooh. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, right. Sort of uh, funny. Very I recommend sort of it. Funny. It's like it was made. Really they sure were like where to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it funny? <laughs> they they were like Adult Swim, like fifteen minute skits. So all the episodes are like eleven minutes long. Oh, love that! Oh. All right, all right. Uh, and it's on HBO Max. Uh, Joe Pair apparently uh, was a voice on the Bill Burr animated series F is for Family. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. I will check out the show. You, you said weird. in our group chat that it reminded you of Nathan for You. Sort of in its comedic styling and the dryness. I mean, Nathan for You is, again, a little bit more obvious. 
but you like someone could hypothetically watch an episode of Nathan for you and not understand that the show is a comedy. Right. Okay. This show is that even more so. Okay. Weird. All right. It's All right. <laughs> bizarre. So that's a trip. You know how much I love some Nathan Fielder. <laughs> I love that guy. I'm He's got a new show guy. coming out on HBO in oh. like a month. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think he stars in it or. It's his follow up to Nathan for you. Might be, yeah, might be. Uh, he's Nathan doing that. He's doing me. a show with the safe with the Safety Brothers too. It's interesting. Hmm. He's Love all over guy. the place. What day. are the Safety Brothers doing? Uh, they're doing like a, I think it's a, a a spoof mockumentary series for Showtime. They couldn't get work after Uncut Gems. No, they got to work with Nathan Field. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that guy is just a giant dick, though, Nick. Fielder? Yeah. Well, I think he kind of have to be to do what he does to people. Right. Comedy <laughs> Central really wanted him to do more seasons of that show, and apparently, like, he's so anal retentive about everything. Like, he's such a control freak, and he would that doesn't surprise frequently me. Frequently piss off his collaborators, and it just became too much. It's just like we can't handle this guy's ego. Wow. Because this silly little viral show, he's such a perfectionist with it, you know, which I think you can't argue with the results. But uh, I think it is the little things, though, with people like that. It's the little things that are the funniest part. Right. You can't even really articulate why you're laughing sometimes, you know. I was watching the one yesterday with uh, the the security or the private investigator who he was going to give a five star Yelp review to. And so he... uh, he told the private investigator, you need to follow me in a game of like cat and mouse. And uh, he ends up hiring like 20 other actors that look just like him. And he like switched out with the Asian guy at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, like Jason Bourne style, they have him like running through the streets of Los Angeles with that blaring music. Like, I'm always going to be on the run. <laughs> Adam, you would love it. He treats yeah. people like dirt. <laughs> He kind of reminds me of you a little bit. Adam, you would love it. He treats people like dirt. (laughs) He treats people like dirt. And but he does it in like the most serious dry way that you don't even think he's being mean. It's so fucking good. So good. Nick introduced me to that. We were at your house. Remember, we had like a party at your house and you're like, guys, we're watching Nathan for you just like an episode or two. And we ended up watching the whole season. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you must have come in with your arms crossed after he showed you Scott Pilgrim, though. Jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, that wasn't a fun time. I love that story. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick introduced me to Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> of course he did. Was uh, <laughs> not good. Oh, man. That's still a great movie. movie. It is a it is an incredible movie. I, I, that yeah. was my pick for best comedy of the 2010s. I, I, I actually think this might be one of the few times where Nico's just wrong. He is. He is. One of the very few times. That's right, Nick. <laughs> Very, 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 very few. Yeah, uh, guys, we're talking about a, a movie today. Yeah. It's a good one. Very good movie. Um, uh, it's called "I Am Here." Dot dot dot. Now there are a few more. I think you got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. What was it then? I am here. Dot 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 dot. Now. Oh, he went with the old quadruple ellipses. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the title of the movie? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you didn't see the title card where there were. F- it was dot 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 dot. You didn't catch that. It's like that, the intro. It's like, that shit bugged me the entire movie. 
It's like the intro to Alien. It's just, they slowly come on. Oh, I did want to just point out the absurdity of the poster real quick for this movie. How is uh, it not the same as all of his other posters? Well, it is the same as every other poster. <laughs> I mean, he uses the same headshot. I think like he got this headshot once from uh, like a professional photographer in like 2003. And he's just been using it ever since. He's just been photoshopping it into other circumstances. The, the The poster for this thing has the entire synopsis of the film on the poster. It's, it's not like a little tagline, not like, you know, something that's teasing the plot or teasing a twist. He literally has written on there, and we're talking about Neil Breen here, an alien being, being, being in uh, capitals, or the, the, the B is capitalized, from another universe lands on Earth and is angered at how the human species lives in a world of greed, corruption, violence, and disregard for the natural uh, environment. The capital B, being, then begins to mystically eliminate the offenders, <laughs> dot, 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 from his planetary experiment. <laughs> No need to see the movie. I mean, I mean yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, we're done. Thank you. I, I do want to be clear. Like, IMDb or a lot of like official sources do have the title of the movie wrong. Uh, yeah, look at that. They do. If you look like explicitly on everything that Neil Breen has put out there, he uses four dots. Ooh, he should sue. I love this. Available in HD, high definition, and st- SD, standard definition, widescreen edition. A 2010 release. Uh, URL www.iamherenow.biz. <laughs> Brain! Bring it back, dot biz! Uh, he's so weird. You know Neil Breen in like 98 during the dot com boom just bought up a bunch of dot bizzes. Definitely. You know, thinking he was going to build an empire like Dot Biz was the next big thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking love this guy. Uh, I come bearing clips. Okay. I come bearing Thank God. clips. Good. Uh, yeah, because we often need them for the Neil Breen show. Last year, uh, we did the, the Breen show, and I, I had a stomach virus, and I kept running to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That was that show? Yeah. So I felt like last year I didn't really bring the heat. This year, I, I promise, though, I'm going to. I'm going to do better. This is usually one of my favorite shows of the year. What the hell did we do last year? Double Down? Double Down was last year. Oh, Double Down. His directorial debut. Uh, Correct. One of the best directorial debuts. This is uh, the fifth (laughs) Neil Breen film that we're covering on this podcast. He's only made five of them. but uh, It's crazy that this guy has made more films than some very successful directors, in fact. Yes. He's made made more more films than Trevorrow, hasn't he? Yeah. Certainly has. Who's that guy who made fucking uh, Moneyball? Uh, uh, Bennett Miller. Yeah. Bennett Miller. Yeah. Bennett Miller's only made three films. Quentin, four, Quentin Depew? Films. No, Quentin Depew's made a shit ton of films, by the I way. I thought he's only made like a few. No, 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 no. He's got quite oh. a few. Th- this, okay. this was an interesting one I came across the other day. How many movies do you think J.J. Abrams has directed? Okay, hold on. So um, his his debut, isn't it Mission Impossible 3? It is indeed. So Mission Impossible 3, and then you get, uh, there's Star Trek, Super 8, Star Trek Into Darkness, um, uh, Episode 7, Episode 9. So that's six films. Six movies. That's it? J.J. Abrams has directed six movies. Now, how many movies has he produced? A lot. And, you know, he did Lost, and Bad Robot is really big, and I think he gets a lot of credit for Cloverfield, even though he didn't direct any of those movies. No. Um, Yeah. You think of him as like 
Yeah, the, the, you know, one of the hot directors that uh, has completely shaped our blockbuster era. And now nah, he made six movies. Yeah, he's he doesn't even direct. No, he ba- <laughs> yeah, we you even like call we, him a director. We yeah. make fun of the lens flares. It's like he doesn't really even have a style, you know. Well, what? And Star Wars was so confident. Kathleen Kennedy was like, "We're we're giving this guy the keys to the the, the Corvette here." That Mission Impossible Three is so good. I know. <laughs> I do love that movie. <laughs> It's a fun one. It's all right. I like it. Yeah, but uh, one more movie than Neil Breen. J.J. Abrams directed. That's right. Neil Breen's catching up, too. (laughs) Neil Breen is well on his way. I think he's got a sequel to Twisted Pair currently in the works. What do you think about giving Neil Breen uh, a Star Wars show? (laughs) Couldn't be much worse than (laughs) Obi-Wan. At least it would be original. Yeah. He would just start using the Force and killing everybody who's greedy. Basically, Nick, do you want to describe uh, to the, the people at home what the hell we're talking about here with this guy, Neil Breen? What do you who mean, the plot man? of this movie or just no, who I is mean, he in general? What's our history with this guy? Because gonna... I have a hard time remembering myself sometimes. Oh. So, I mean, most of you listening to this probably are somewhat familiar with Neil Breen. He's a uh, independent filmmaker from Las Vegas. He's an architect in his real life. Hmm. And uh, on the side, he makes these films and he is sort of... Uh, come to cult fame over the years for all of these films being so uniquely Breenian. Yes. Right. Every poster looks the same. Mm-hmm. Every, all every plot them. is the same. Every plot's the same. <laughs> I think. Certainly every theme is the same. Yes. Uh, he has a couple, you know, go-to tenets about, you know, greed and corruption. And- I go as far as to say all the characters are the same, too. There's, there's very little variation, even on the the Breen characters themselves. They're yeah. basically all kind of the same person. They're either super spies or messianic yes, figures. That's correct. Right? And sometimes both. Sometimes and aliens. It, sometimes. I mean, in this in this one, he's literally cyberpunk alien Jesus. No, no. Yeah. I was going to say space Jesus. One of the best interpretations of space Jesus, by the way. <laughs> Growing up Catholic myself, I was very pleased to see this rendition done properly. Much better than whatever uh, Zack Snyder was doing. Right. But, but uh, he's also a cyborg. Yes. Like when he's introduced, you know that he's like computer based. He's part man, part alien, part machine. Yeah, because, you know, he glued, uh, he glued uh, like motherboards, motherboards to, 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 right. to his arm and his chest. It's kind of like, remember that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob and Patrick thought Mr. Krabs was a robot because he had double A batteries in his pocket? <laughs> Like, this is kind of the equivalent of that. <laughs> he just taped computer-looking things to himself. He's a robot, yeah. Cut to, by the way, like, stock image of the internet superhighway, essentially, of, like, going into the Matrix. I nearly puked when I saw what that. What was that? Was that, like, exploring the, the, the Breen's or- orifices? Was it, like... It's going up his butthole. Yeah, what? what? Was that, like, a colonoscopy? <laughs> For all we know. What was that? <laughs> I have no idea. It was idea. like, I'm a computer. Beep, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> Into the Matrix we go. Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Breen, dude. Here's the, guy. Thing about, here's the thing about Breen, right? <laughs> Most amateur filmmakers, if they're independently financing their shit and generally don't know what they're doing, but say that they want to make a movie, usually their fucking movies are about nothing they're usually like oh you know i'll make a movie about my life it'll be like me going to the diner and getting a tuna sandwich and eating the tuna sandwich and going home and fight with my wife and going like there are a million fucking sundance 
amateur films about guys doing guy things. Uh, Breen does have certain cinematic instincts. And I don't mean that on a talent level, but I just mean that in the types of stories that he pursues. He usually works within genre. And I think that's interesting. You know what I mean? He's not making like fucking mumblecore Woody Allen ripoffs. Like he's trying to make big budget movies on a small level. He uses special effects. Yep. Mm-hmm. He uh, he uses a lot of like sound design. Uh, the the makeup and the costuming is a choice. It's not like he just shows up in his jeans. Like he does think about these things in terms of like I want to make a crowd pleasing blockbuster sci-fi movie yes uh it just so happens that he's the worst filmmaker that's ever lived quite possibly yeah yeah no um but extraordinary uh oh boy where to begin with this one though (laughs) what'd you guys think of this one oh well well you know i I need to start with the experience of how we got did you all watch the same one i did yes the very same link sure okay because i searched this movie on the interwebs (laughs) And I came across a Reddit post by some random person. And just the Reddit post was just a link to an unlisted YouTube video under the account of someone named Neil Breen (laughs) (laughs) with this entire film. Okay. So what do you think happened there? Do you think like he uploaded the video, made it unlisted, someone found it, and then he lost the password to the account? I think more likely the account is not actually him. I think somebody just named themselves Neil Breen and just uploaded it unlisted. But yeah. this is like the only way I could find it. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's out of circulation. I don't think you can find it on DVD anymore. Maybe the studio took it away from him. He didn't get the cut that he wanted. And he's not really happy with the film that he produced. Right. It's a... It's, <laughs> he did it's, say one time, like, his <laughs> earlier movies are inferior to his later ones. <laughs> Which I think is the but fucking here's, best. Here's the thing, right? Like... <laughs> We're we're watching this YouTube That's video. The fucking best, dude. My earlier work is inferior. It's like he's like, oh Christ. He's actually considered his oof, you know. Like he's uh, actually thought about like. Oh my god. The problem, you know, my, the pro- my blocking has really improved over the years. The the, the problem I have with like watching a brain film in general <laughs> is that I never know if what I'm watching is legitimate. Okay. Like, I don't know if I'm watching a movie that he put together or a movie that, like, some uh, someone else put together. It's some sketchy thing on YouTube. I couldn't... All of his movies look the same. Every single time I watch one of his movies, it's the same fucking movie. I was not sure I was watching the right movie for I, a while. I, I think it's the right movie. I would no, say it definitely, it it, it definitely <laughs> yeah. is, but... Yeah. 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 That's just, like, sort of the, the feeling of watching a Breen movie is you're just never sure. Because they're identical. I mean... <laughs> They're all filmed in the deserts of Las Vegas <laughs> with the same old white men. I swear to God, he like goes to like the um, the 9 a.m. Tuesday movie matinees to find old men with their AARP cards and asks them if they want to be in a movie. That's where he finds all of these people. I yeah, hope, are these I, people actors? Are any of them actors? They can't be because they can't act. <laughs> yeah, there's one person here, Tommy Vegas. Okay. From Las Vegas, uh, yes. So what? I believe she was born Tommy Vegas. Oh no, she wasn't. She she was born Tommy Lee Velasquez. Oh my god, her name is Tommy Vega. Yeah, she uh has a bunch of IMDb credits. What? Yeah, 
what like as extras i don't know she was in a movie with uh holy shit what guys i don't know what'd you find <laughs> guys spit it out <laughs> She made a movie uh, with Nick Cage. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. Which one? It's uh, called The Trust. Trust. Nick Cage and Elijah Wood. And she's not too far down the, the list here. Huh. I mean, she does play a character called Prostitute Number 2. Ah. But <laughs> So wait, who the fuck does she play in this? Uh, she plays wait, the she's... junkie in the desert. She's not even prostitute number one. The uh, junkie sorry. in the de- like the guy with uh, like she plays this no, person. the woman, the woman, oh, the woman. That's right, yeah, the woman. She plays this person. Have we died and gone to heaven? Are we in heaven? No, this is not heaven. <laughs> this is not the way I intended my experiment in creating this planet and this human species to go. Okay, so I've always wondered this question. I, th- I think I sort of brushed upon it last time we talked about Mr. Neil Breen. Mm. Uh, but, like, what, what happens when you put, like, a, uh, I don't know, a Meryl Streep in front of the guy and he directs her? Does she just become a shitty actress? Yes, that's a great question. That is a great question. They, they often say that the number one job of a director is to get good performances out of his actors. Yeah. Uh, so by that definition, Neil Breen, not a... Not exactly Stanley Kubrick. Possibly the worst <laughs> director ever. Yeah, it's hard you also to have tell. to bear in mind that, like, even if a good, competent director directed a film with Meryl Streep, if they handed that to Neil Breen to edit, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fucking disaster. That's what I wanted to say. I about wanted this to movie. talk about this really bad. Yeah, let's talk about this. Because this is, like, only. I don't know, half of a movie? So it's a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. I think there's a total of 50 minutes of raw footage. I think he shot 50 minutes of footage and just repeated the same <laughs> scenes over and over again. I'm willing to bet about 45% of the shots in this movie are repeated shots. Yes. That's a lot of footage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a legit point where... We uh, where, where I was watching this movie and I thought that the YouTube video was like a lie and they had just like, you know how like some YouTube videos, it'll be like two minutes of a movie and then they'll just loop back to the beginning and they'll do that for 90 minutes. Yeah. Right, you right, think right. you're watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, or here's I thought, ten, 10 hours of uh, of fucking of Nick Cage screaming and it'll just be a 10 hour loop of the same scene over and yep. over again. Yeah. 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 So sometimes if you're trying to find a movie and you go on YouTube, you might find like a it's like oh this is the movie and it's really only like sure. 5 minutes or even 10 minutes of the movie and they loop it. Yeah. I thought that was happening but in like 30 minute increments. <laughs> and it was really like what the fuck? Like there are scenes that just don't belong. <laughs> right. That, that clearly happen later in the plot that he just puts at the beginning. Like I've, I feel like characters died and then were in the movie later. Totally. That happens. <laughs> yes. There's that one scene in the desert where they cut the guy's ear off. More on that in a bit. And <laughs> do we ever see the guy that got his ear and his uh, hand chopped off? No. Should I play the clip? Well, I think now? we would have recognized an earless, handless man. Well, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I was surprised. Where's the earless man? They're going to have an unfortunate accident. <laughs> no! Don't cut off my ears! 
plop prosthetic ear on the desert floor. Let's take that same track and put it back. Also, the knife. Unbelievably bloody. Oh, no. No! No! Don't cut off my hand! <laughs> he shot one take oh. and was like all right i think that scream should <laughs> carry us the entire movie no no reason to get a second scream but, but they don't just use it in that scene there are multiple scenes where that scream pops up again yeah i know right, right. It's sometimes insane. in the mouths of different characters yes yes he'll just repurpose shots yeah, screams, plot, uh, plot points. Yeah, they're just... And like when David Lynch does it, it's all fucking artsy-fartsy. It's true. Uh, you know, God forbid Neil Breen does it. Mm-hmm. God forbid an independent filmmaker, a man of the people, decides to replay some shots, you know? It's true, yeah. Play it's around not, with non-linear storytelling. It's not fair. It ain't fair. There's a double fair. standard, you know, for the rich and the poor, man, in this country. <laughs> I bet you, I mean, honestly, I bet you Neil Breen lives in a bigger house than David Lynch. You're probably if you want right. to talk about the rich and the poor. Yeah, you're probably right. Neil, Neil Breen's an architect in Vegas. David Lynch is some creepy old man. Neil Breen probably designed <laughs> David Lynch's house. That's probably Let's be clear. Yeah. Only Neil Breen could design a David Lynch house. Totally. You think, do you think Neil Breen legit designed like uh, Pendulette's house in Maybe. Las Vegas? Could have been. Pendulette has a sick house in Vegas. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, hmm. You should look up like drone shots of it. It's pretty good. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it could have been. You never it's know. It's very likely. Yeah. Brain dude. Why, why did you say look up drone shots rather than like the times that Pendulette has actually filmed his own house? <laughs> why would you resort to drone shots? <laughs> do you know one of the things I'd love to do? I don't know. What the fuck? I'll go on like variety.com and I'll scroll down to the, the dirt section. And they'll just have like celebrity homes and like, you know, celebrity real estate transactions. It'll be like uh, fucking uh, Carly Simon just uh, dropped 10 mil on this beautiful Malibu beachfront thing. This is interesting. And I'll just scroll through pictures of celebrities' houses. This is interesting to you? Uh, yeah, I find it very interesting. I, I'm low key <laughs> into real estate. <laughs> oh, that's re- not celebrity <laughs> bullshit. You're into real estate. Jesus. I like looking at homes. Like, I really like I consider open myself houses. a bit of a real estate mogul. <laughs> I, I'm an I entrepreneur. Se- I own several properties and timeshares across the country. <laughs> oh, no, like, if I had money, I would love. <laughs> like, obviously, if I had money, that's, that's, just- that's the preface to everything. But Bye. I would definitely, like, be a wheeler and dealer. I, I love your your like so would everyone. What a fucking stupid! It's, it's like it's, it's like when people are like, I love to travel. Like, yeah, no shit. Everybody loves to travel. You fucking idiot. There is nothing. I don't think that's true. If Adam had money, Adam would not buy like homes and fucking you know become a real estate mogul. I'd buy a home. Exactly. You'd buy like a log cabin in, in Vermont or something. But I'd buy all a, a very, very nice home. Yeah, you'd hide It's all there. a matter of how much money. That's but true. there's a point, there's a certain number where everybody would own more than one property yes. without question. Yes. Yeah, no, I'd, be, I'd, I'd just buy up two bedrooms and, you know, fucking put them on Airbnb. I'd enjoy it. I like it. See, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you what? guys love house tours? You don't no. like open houses? 
I haven't been to very many, but I fucking love it. Well, you better work on that soon. Yeah, my God. Yeah. I've been to like two in my life. Yeah. So I, I enjoy. I love furniture shopping. Like I like going to furniture stores too. I like furnishing things. God, you're so old. I fucking love it. You're IKEA, so Raymore and Flanagan. You know, I've never been to IKEA. Yeah, uh, we're going after the show's done. Wow, we're gonna get that good, we're huh? Go. Never been to IKEA. Never been to IKEA. Never been to Costco. What's the matter with you? Man, know. you've never had the meatballs and the hot dogs. I never have. I don't live anywhere near them. I live There's in Harlington. Don't forget. <laughs> well, for for um for the solar eclipse, uh, there's an IKEA 45 minutes from me. Okay. What about Jungle Gyms so, though? I got to go there first. You got to go to Jungle Gyms too? Yeah. No, yep. we're going we're, we'll go to IKEA sometime. Okay. Anytime you want to go. If you need to like get an armchair or something, we'll go. I need a an lamp. Armchair? I don't know. I need a lamp, you know what? that's for sure. Yeah. IKEA has, and I think that there's at least a couple listeners who will agree with me, who know what I'm talking about. Yeah. IKEA has the best alarm clock in the world. It's $1. It is the best alarm clock in the world. What makes it the best alarm <laughs> clock? It is a tiny little round piece of plastic. It is an analog clock. And it is just so fucking loud. <laughs> it is just like... I had that thing for like five years. It just has like a bell on it. Just fucking... Oh. Like a fire alarm. Oh. And it's a dollar. know that. That's they have the best. It's the best. Look at that. What do you, are you in the market for a new alarm clock? I might be. <laughs> you have a phone. You see, where's the imagination, Adam? I'm just saying. Oh, I think inflation has been unkind to the <laughs> alarm clock market, Nick. <laughs> they now go for $1.99. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, there's there's nothing sacred. Would you look at that? That's funny. I can't. Great, uh, great Tupperware. Yes, I've heard that. Great, uh, great cutlery. Uh, if you you know if you want to stock your kitchen up, I, I highly recommend IKEA's plates. Okay. Really good, high quality plates. Nico, how often do you go shopping for plates, though? Uh, not often. <laughs> I guess how often I use plates is probably not a question. <laughs> Apparently not enough. Nico. Am I the only one that enjoys furniture shopping here? Nico eats his French fries with a fork and knife. Don't you like going to fucking to like Raymore and Flanagan and pretending that you live in the in the like the yeah. house that's been created for I, you? I honestly I can't say I've ever done it. I cannot say I've ever I done do. it. Dude, years ago, fucking Zach and I, I think we told the story on the show. Zach and I went to Bob's. Discount, oh, discount furniture. furniture yeah yeah i think your girlfriend was it oh boy uh and like zach and i started walking around the store and like commenting on the on the bedspreads and things mm-hmm. and we like did like a little like gay voice like we were a gay couple <laughs> oh god and we just started like oh you know i really like the, the the auburn the way that that like sort of complements the the drapes and it's like and we kept doing this little bit and then about three minutes later we realized that we were no longer joking oh <laughs> You'd become full gay. <laughs> it just turned into he just he just slobbed his knob right there. Ooh, yeah. Just <laughs> he was grabbing right in Zach's the refrigerator ass. section. <laughs> it just became you know I really like that duvet cover. Like it's really what's <laughs> that? <like, laughs> we were just fucking walking the store. By, by the way, I have bad be... news. What this IKEA alarm clock? They no longer sell it. I found oh. the same one I had. On eBay for $19. That's how good this thing is. Jesus. I want you to think about how much value that is now. <laughs> People are the, looking for this. One of this. the great investments ever. 
If only I bought a thousand of those. <laughs> Who cares about the gold standard, dude? <laughs> if what I a bought commodity. a thousand of those, if I bought a thousand of those, I could have nineteen thousand dollars today. I know. It's better dude. than Bitcoin. Better than fucking Tesla. Well, definitely better than Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How's that going? Not well. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> All right. I am here. Dot 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 dot. Now, have we talked about the absurdity of the title yet? I still don't understand the title. Me neither. It's I don't. Just, I, doesn't that apply to every single movie that's ever been made? When there's a dot 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 dot. When there's a movie told from a per- first person point of view. Ah. Uh, and they arrive somewhere. They start oh, in one location here, and arrive at another one. I am here now because that's what happens in this movie. An alien shows up and he's like, I am here now. You're saying it's a little redundant. <laughs> yeah, I, <dare. laughs> I mean, redundant isn't even the word. It's just <laughs> unnecessary. OK, I mean, is it is it <laughs> what would you rather the movie be called? I mean, it's so vague. It's like, I, can you name a movie where a just, guy was not in one place and traveled to another? <laughs> <laughs> uh 12 angry men they don't really go anywhere they don't really go anywhere i guess that, yeah. all right so that one could not be called <laughs> i am i am here, here dot, 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 now. <laughs> we are here now <laughs> that would be an inaccurate title would it be better <laughs> if it was just the ellipses ryan reynolds and buried i guess like he was always in that fucking coffin the whole time so i am here mm-hmm. dot 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 now is not really ryan reynolds and barry buried oh buried buried oh. you ever seen buried not yet i hear it's great it's not bad. It's yeah. pretty tight, actually. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, all right. So this, this is the the plot of the movie. There's this alien that comes down to Earth, and he's very upset. I, I guess he's well. The, the poster says he's from another universe. <sighs> There's no indication that he's from another universe, but it looks like he's from a different galaxy. But again, I you know Neil Breen uh, screws up uh, alien life and artificial intelligence. So for all I know, a universe and a galaxy are the same thing. Uh, this is the mission statement of the film here. Here's the thesis, and this is uh, something perhaps you've heard before if you're familiar with our Breen shows. I'm disappointed in your species. The human species. Other planets that I've created in the solar system are doing very well. Plus, Go ahead. That line right there. Other planets I've created in the solar system are ah. doing very well because there's nobody on them. They're all inhospitable. <laughs> I can name them. Mars, Saturn, <laughs> Venus, Pluto, Neptune. What the fuck statement is that? <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Let's hear that again. I'm disappointed in your species. The human species. Other planets that I've created in the solar system are doing very well. They respect their species. What species? And the natural environment. <laughs> the fucking red dust on the, Mars. The, the inhospitable, cold, empty <laughs> desert. Like what? What about what about the fu- amoebas respect their species? <laughs> what about Jupiter, where there's literally nothing there? It's just gas. It's uh, just gas. Yeah, I I think you're right, Adam. He does sort of conflate universe, galaxy. Solar system, mm. it's all the same dimension. Yeah. They're all sort of right. They're all something that is outside of Earth. Yes, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, unclear. So you say he's he's kind of a messianic Jesus figure. Well, that would explain some of the crucifixes. Oh, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, when he arrives, you see his feet, which have 
bloody like yes! nail Holy prints shit, you're yeah. Right. Yeah. in his feet as if he was crucified himself and then as the camera pans up his body <laughs> you see cyborg parts <laughs> under Open. like white robes essentially and then oh. you see an alien face sure yeah, yeah. Well, oh, it, open what? palms, by the way, to reveal where nails mm-hmm. once were. So that was another big thing. Dude, what is that face, by the way? Can we talk about that mask? It's his, well, <laughs> it's his true being, right? It's like if fucking Thanos was undergoing chemotherapy, that mask. It looks like something I've seen in a movie before, and I can't quite figure out what that movie is. Kind of has Tommy Wiseau hair. Oh, you know what I think it is? Huh. Uh, you're going to fucking hate me for this, because yeah. I'm going to get really film nerdy here, but it yeah. looks like the... Uh, uh, somnibulist from Dr. Caligari. <laughs> okay. It looks like that guy. That's probably, yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so apparently that is the uh, the original form of whatever this creature is. What is this creature named? Oh, the God. being. Jesus. IMDb is described as the being. The being. Okay. Yes. With a capital B. Capital B. The being. Yes. Uh yeah, so he's he looks like Thanos undergoing chemotherapy, um, but uh, then switches into the form of Neil Breen. <laughs> and there's cross cutting throughout the film of Neil Breen laying on top of a woman, giving her Eskimo kisses with this mask on. This was tough to watch. Top one. <laughs> tough to sit through because it's a it's a match cut they're not like changing angles or doing anything interesting with it it's just like cut immediately to the masked dude looking down on her oh it's so weird and they're just like the rubbing noses rubbing noses and just breathing in each other's faces i also have it's really strange. uncomfortable very uh, uncomfortable. pretty rapey let's just be honest well, they're not even like making out he's just like laying on top of her and staring at her face no no like, no you, strange you, you, staring staring what are you talking about staring he was like looking up and around and over to the, because the, her sideburns eye contact and with her for try- so long while filming that was uncomfortable has any human being ever done this intimately in a, in a bedroom before <laughs> has a person ever laid on top of another person and just looked long and just looked with like their noses an inch apart <laughs> has anyone ever done that he's a close talker you think <laughs> You think he's a close talker, but he's not talking. He's just no. staring. But the problem is it's not for at first I was like, OK, maybe it's just like the, the mask and he's like trying to find her eyes because he can't see anything out of that. I don't know. But then he like when they when they get to his normal face, he's not looking at her at all. Right. He's just looking around. They're also like not really smiling, but not serious. Like there's no expression whatsoever. It's not like a sexy sort of thing. No, it's like put muscle relaxers to the face. <laughs> and that's the performance. <laughs> One of my favorite things with Breen is how he it's fun watching him figure out how humans act. It's kind of like when Wally meets the humans for the first time and he's trying to emulate it. Okay, Nico, you're 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 convinced that we're living in a simulation, correct? Right. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I know I actually (laughs) I actually think it is legitimately more plausible that Neil Breen is an alien. Yeah, he's not a real person. I'm not I'm not convinced he's real. Yeah, I think. Maybe these movies are just a figment of our imaginations. Yeah, I mean, it, it is sort of a trope in these science fiction movies of like the fish out of water that tries to learn to live amongst the humans and not be detected. And he's just incapable of doing that. Yeah. You know, like th- there's one scene I actually have the clip pulled there. There's small talk made between two women. Oh, God. And it's 
you know, what Breen imagines two women talking would sound like. Like, this is what they talk about, <laughs> just as casual chit-chat. And it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. This this movie is full of some of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Some of my favorite Breenian moments, too, by the way. Let me play this one right now, just to tell you what I'm talking about here. That is the cutest. Where did you get that top? You have the cutest shirt. Thank you. My sister got it for me for my birthday, actually. Oh, my gosh. I wonder where yeah. you have the cutest clothes. Thank you. It helps to go through her closet, though, too, because she has great taste. Oh, my, like my twin. She pretty much has way better, yeah. I'm so sorry, but due to the poor economy, we're going to have to lay you off, <laughs> along with some other staff members. We all had the best of intentions of improving the nation's sustainable energy systems and environment, but... The corruption and greed in big business and government just won't let it happen. We're all very disappointed. Yeah, it's always the government and lawyers that prevent progress. I love his subtlety. Sure. One of my favorite things about Breen is his subtlety. It's one of the great things about his dialogue. Um, (laughs) No, I just love for that brief second, though, of, okay, we... Breen is usually very cut to the chase kind of filmmaker. Yes. Like, I'm going to tell you what the movie's about right away. Literally. But every once in a while, he remembers, oh, yeah, these are supposed to be people living in the real world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they talk about things other than the corruption and greed within American That's politics. Yeah. So he puts these little things in of like, all right, two women on the side of the road. What do they talk about? Oh, I know. They're clothes. Ah. So I'm going to write 10 seconds before we... <laughs> seamlessly transition into uh did he know. write any of that dialogue maybe not i don't yeah, see i can also see him being like he did all right you two just talk yeah just talk, talk about, about something lady things well because their performances while not good are notably better than everything else in the movie that requires dialogue well, it doesn't feel like they're reading a script right no yeah it feels kind of improvised it feels improvised yes exactly exactly so and then you get the woman coming over to talk about the bad economy and the layoffs. I would love to come home. Due and, to the poor economy. Honey, I was laid off. Why? Oh, the poor economy. My boss read me a press release when she fired me on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the script just said, um, the girls talk about clothes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. about right. You know? See, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Breen is that open to... To like collaboration on set. It doesn't oh. feel like this guy does a lot of the figuring it out when he shows up. Mm. <laughs> you know? Just completely fi- go as you go. And There's just... a lot of planning, I, I feel like. like oh. it, all, all those lines are very specific. Ah. You know what I mean? They are specific. That's true. You don't Even... think it's just you don't think it's just the ranting of an angry old man. Certainly. <laughs> just... <laughs> but at least they're written. Not a lot of the actors are improvising here. No, 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 no. You no, know? No, no, no. These ones, it sounded like improv to me. It yeah, did. maybe it did. you're right. Everything else, no, 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 not, not so much. Um, I would like to say um, on the topic of, uh, I don't, we, we, we skipped over it when we were talking about like the editing, but this movie has one of my favorite tropes of amateur filmmaking where it's like you hold on a shot for way too long and then it becomes funnier by the second. <laughs> when he's driving away in the desert I, and the music fades away and it's just wind for like 20 <laughs> seconds and he's just driving away still i'm like why are we not cutting <laughs> so a lot of times when i i'm pulling a clip for the show um it, it'll be hard to isolate particular lines of dialogue because most major motion pictures have complex sound designs you know like they'll have music layered on top of other music and there'll be a lot of uh, cross talking when you go through breen's movies <laughs> 
Like it's very easy when you look at the sound waves. Like <laughs> here's a line, and then here's ten seconds of wind, and yep. here's another line, and here's another ten seconds of wind. And when the score ends, that's how you know it's moved on to another scene. Yeah, you know, I think I think as an editor, he probably didn't know that you could have multiple layers of audio. Yeah, so it probably was like insert dialogue. All right, but I need music in the scene. And then so when the dialogue's done, insert music. <laughs> so this is why I'm very curious about that five-hour master class he did, which we'll do one day when we have the strength. It's five hours long. He does a retrospective and explains how he made all of his movies. Okay, but he, I, I know a little bit about what that is. It is just him sitting on a couch. Yeah. With one unbroken shot, and he makes technical. No, it's not. He makes. It's he, not one. He makes shot. technical errors in his one shot. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I think it is. It's one unbroken I shot. Think, well, <laughs> but <laughs> he makes. He like dubs over his lines. I, I think at certain points. <laughs> he, <laughs> he fucks up a one camera shoot, bro, where nobody moves. I did see a clip where he was in his edit bay, and okay. there are TVs in there from the 80s <laughs> and they're just stacked on top of each other what he uses those TVs I think it's in his edit you know, bay I think he uses Premiere <laughs> okay yeah. you know what was missing from this movie actually surprisingly yeah. there's a, a sincere lack of laptops just Ooh, right he normally has dozens of laptops that are in all thrown, movies. thrown around and destroyed. Right. Right. They, re- they replace that with the plentiful supply of toy guns. And that was interesting. Plenty of toy guns. Plenty of white guns. <laughs> Usually if you're going to use a fake gun in a movie, you don't want to bring too much attention to it because it's pretty obvious that it's fake. Mm-hmm. He brings so much attention <laughs> to these guns. I just I I I said this last time, guys. I can't wrap my head around how anyone would execute these shots and be like that looks good let's move on like i can't it's very frustrating for me to think about <laughs> yeah, man, this fucking guy so okay he's a he's an alien jesus creature space jesus also the grim reaper i think and uh he he, he comes down to earth and is like i'm disappointed in you i just played the clip and uh you cut to shots of like dolphins and fucking coral reefs and like these are all of the things you have let down and then to show that man's been bad we see what is it wind turbines or something well you no. well or does he praise the wind turbines okay because i think that's so first he this is actually what happens first he shows up in the desert because most of his movies take place in the desert he always just lands in vegas this this messianic figure uh, and he sees a skull sitting on the ground. Now, I'm not sure if this is a human skull, if this is a metaphorical skull. Is the implication that a person died in the middle of the desert and that is part of the scourge that is this species on Earth? Uh, yes. Okay. He finds a skull and he does Hamlet. <laughs> Why are the humans failing? I've given them everything. I've given them everything. Everything. (laughs) He's holding the skull, talking to the skull. Um, And yeah, then we cut to the dolphins swimming and shit. And then he's like, there's so much fucking promise in, in, in renewable energy. And like, he essentially does a commercial for wind turbines and solar power by showing solar panels and wind turbines. 
Which, uh, which, like stock footage. Which, I'm not even sure he yeah, shot Yeah, I was going to say, he, he did not shoot that. No, no, not not even a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's now doing a commercial for renewable energy. Um, and I think by this point, the, the, the theme of the movie is clear. Humans are bad, particularly the corrupt politicians. Uh, you don't have any clips for that. They have plentiful oh. of cor- corrupt politician lines in this. All right. Let's. Uh, well, th- this was the, the, the section that I uh, I'm going to call for the, 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 the purposes of this podcast. The Breen Manifesto. Oh, yeah. OK. You always get one of these every movie. Mm-hmm. He explains what's wrong with humanity because he knows best. Corrupt corporations. Criminals on Wall Street. Oh, the music. It's so good. And I think Greedy he's showing like, pictures of roulette wheels. And- Lying lawyers and insurance companies are destroying what I had planned for this planet. I will eliminate them all if the humans cannot or will not on their own. gonna kill all the lawyers yes yeah and not all the lawyers are bad there will be no law there will kim be no wexler law. kim wexler you're gonna dead. kill Jimmy kim wexler come on well actually, she's probably, kind of a bad lawyer yeah we're actually do the world a lot of good <laughs> both of those people die <laughs> kind of kind of bad lawyer actually <laughs> now that i think about it <laughs> oh guys two weeks till better call Saul. that's right i do find it funny that like these movies are always meant to be like you know him espousing like the best moral values but they all take place in sin city that's a good point like it is just full of the worst people on the planet yeah which is kind of a, it's an interesting little contradiction if you think about it ah you, you know so. what i mean like it like he, i do also think he has a remarkable talent for shooting Las Vegas in the most boring way possible. Yes. <laughs> the most exciting city. You know what planet, I mean? Arguably. Yeah. I know like Vegas mean. is such a great movie town. Like it, it every Oceans movie looks so sleek and sexy mm. and like uh you know uh uh, what else? Oh, I mean, Casino obviously is oh, yeah. incredibly vibrant. Flashing like, light. There's so many light. It's just he so inherently He cinematic. never shoots at night. Because he doesn't can't afford to shoot at can't night because you have to set up lights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of like you need a helicopter. When you think of Vegas. With... You think of night. You think of the lights. Right. Yes. I, you no. ever been to Vegas at night? By the way, no. I've never been to Vegas. It is the most brightly lit place. Right. I don't think he needs lights. To be honest with you, you know who fucking Breen's lighting department is though? The sun. Mm. That's fucking Breen's lighting department. Man. Quite reliable. I've given you Shows everything up. you need to make your movie. Everything. Everything. <laughs> well, the sun shows up every day, even on the weekends. You can always rely on the sun. Hard worker. Sure Hard sure. worker, that sun. <laughs> uh, Doesn't take breaks. No fucking no. union dues and everything. Yeah. I, I also love that, like, the morality of a Neil Breen film is always so black and white. And yet somehow he always seems to, like, have the wrong <laughs> opinion at the end of it. Like, he's like... There's good in the world and there's evil in the world. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Okay. Yes. It's no, no, no gray there, but I can buy it. And then he goes, so I'm just going to 
murder all the evil people. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, okay, hold on a second. I know what I'll do. Kill them all. <laughs> oh, I'll boy. kill every lawyer. Like my uncle's a lawyer. He's a family lawyer. He helps like yeah, yeah, so he helps say. like settle like marriage disputes and shit. You're gonna fucking murder him? Like, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there are good what? lawyers out there, you know. Uh, not in Breen's world. Uh, there is, of course, a cabal of of evil executives and bankers and politicians uh, that uh, you know get a lot of take a lot of payoffs and uh, are up to no good. I'd like. I'd like to yeah. say regarding these scenes, everything uh, with like the, you know, the, the elitists controlling everything and pulling the strings, you know, I've talked a little bit on the show already about how uncomfortable this movie is. However, um, I haven't laughed this hard at a movie in a very, very, very long time. And this is funniest brain film for me by far, by far for me, uh, particularly when they're <laughs> beating up some poor guy. Oh God. I wish I, I hate that. We don't have audio or I mean, we have plenty of audio. Uh, the video, the visual like stuff. Clips. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we have plenty of audio. God, we trusted you like a brother. Kill him. <laughs> this wasn't part of our deal. <laughs> no payoff is worth this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of this. I like what I see. <laughs> Somehow it's funnier without the vi- visual. It's so funny. I've, I've seen better audio design on Newgrounds.com. It is the worst <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he does go for some overt comedy. Like that to me felt like he was trying to get a laugh. Like that, I like what I see. Like that is kind of funny. Here was another one that I found. I weren't kind of skipping out of order here, but the plot really isn't that. No, it important. doesn't really matter. This was another one where I'm like, okay, this is. You think there's moments where he's legitimately trying to be funny, funny, funny? This is a solid premise. Okay, uh, a woman has just been fired from her oh, environmental God. job, her environmental activist job. <laughs> And she's on a park bench with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. who's also been fired from his job recently. And they're wondering what exactly there is that, is that they're going to do in this corrupt, evil world that they live in. I, Mind I, you, this is a flashback, yeah. but there's no indication that this is a flashback. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. God, The scene yeah. just cuts to this, but like... You figure out about halfway through the scene, oh, this must be a flat... This took place, like, before the movie started. This is a good premise. They're all so greedy and money-oriented. But I'm so passionate about this. You're unemployed, too? What are you gonna do? I don't know. This fucking sucks. (laughs) But we'll think of something. A post. I'll become a full-time hooker or stripper and not tell him the truth. I'll tell him I got a part-time job at the mall. This is in VO. Don't worry, babe. We'll be okay. I'm scared. I'll become a car thief. I'll tell her I got a part-time job at the factory. VO again. (laughs) 
so the, just, when when I, I, I when they did the VO with the girl, I legitimately thought he's like, oh, we were supposed to put in that line there. We'll just put the VO for yeah, her. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. It, 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 no indication that it was in her head to me at first. Yes. God, it was. No, so it's bad. like one of those moments where two characters will be shaking hands and they're think like Seinfeld would do this a lot. Like they'll be shaking hands and they'll be thinking to themselves, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck this guy over." But you yeah. like cut to like a close up of their face as they're well, like looking I mean, around. I'm not saying the execution was good. I'm just saying that there was that was an attempt at comedy. I, I think. <laughs> I don't I'll think become was, a car thief is hilarious. I don't know if it's really an attempt at comedy so much as like is. him trying to drill his point home, which is like the greedy politicians are the reason there are prostitutes and car thieves well, <sighs> in Breen's world. When everything's technically wrong, I guess it could potentially be a comedic scene then. Right. So maybe Nico's right. <laughs> Adam, I have a question for you. Yes. You were uh, recently let go from a job. I was And you now have a new this. job. I do, yeah. Uh, but when you lost your job, with your first thought, this fucking sucks... Followed by, I'll become a car thief. No, it was this fucking sucks, I'm going to become a prostitute. Oh, okay. Very important, Nick. Come on. Which is what I'm doing now. I'm a prostitute. <laughs> Gotta use what God gave you. <laughs> Gotta use what God gave you. I gave you everything. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the prostitute scenes? Sure. So there's these twin sisters that are kind of the heroes of the movie. The de facto heroes of the movie. Breen is kind of, he's the main character, but he's more of the overseer the sort of eye of god uh whereas uh these these two twin sisters are both let go from i guess jobs the involving job. environmentalism right yeah it seems like yes. they're let go from the same job mm-hmm. uh and one sister says to the other that uh well there's only one logical next step after getting let go from a job in sin city i have this baby i how am i going to support her if i'm all alone I just want to point out here the the brilliance of I have this baby. <laughs> yep. Well, wait till they refer to the baby for the second time in the scene. <laughs> Keep going. I have this baby. I how am I going to support her if I'm all alone? You'll find something. You're my twin sister. You're pretty and smart. You're hot. We're hot. You know, there's just no way, though, that I'm going to find anything half as interesting. Especially in this economy. Become a stripper. An escort. You'd be great at that. You'd just have to give up your... Uh, You just have to give up your... And then it just cuts. Yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. uh, These two people are the ones that are most impacted by the evil politicians and corporations. Um... And yeah, they're forced to have sex with the 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 cabal of evil men, including one of those corrupt politicians. No mm-hmm. indication that they weren't cool with it, by the way, because those scenes they seem pretty happy to me. Yeah, that's another thing. Well, that they also like cut. It depends out of on the scene, right? There was yeah, like sure, one sure. scene where they're at the pool and they yeah. seem very happy, but then there's another scene where she seems very traumatized. <laughs> well, at one point, her boyfriend is killed by this gang. Yes, we'll get to that. Yeah, in a that second. that that does. Yeah. That probably put a put a damper on things. I would imagine. Spoiler. What do you think's actually happening with the with the fractured timeline here? What do you? Oh, like. Uh, I think what do you actually going, think happened? I think he was going for like a tenant sort of thing. Okay. Okay. You think he saw a tenant in the future, and then he came back in time, and we want to. It's the only logical explanation. I would believe it at this point. 
Yeah, because they play that. I think it's the only way you could think Tenet's a good movie is if you saw it in the future. That's also true. That swimming pool scene where they, wow. That swimming pool scene where they. Fuck Tenet, dude. Yeah, Tenet sucks. I really hate that movie, actually. I didn't know you saw it. Oh, yeah, because it was unremarkable. There was nothing to say. We saw that together. I'm kind of coming around on it. Of course you are. <sighs> the, the, the swimming pool scene where the, the, the women go topless and are just sort of laying there sunbathing. And, uh, they, they play that at the beginning before it's been established that these two become prostitutes. So mm-hmm. is it just that he wanted to fill 90 minutes? I think that's really what it was, right? I, think he's I, I, do, no, I, I truly think that's what happened is he – was this his first movie? Second, Second movie. movie yeah. Second movie. I think he just needed to fill space. I think he realized he didn't have enough footage. Ah, yeah. So, so what, you needed to pass this off as like a space Jesus looking into the future. Well, maybe he thought like we wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> oh, boy, did we notice. You know, maybe the scene of them at the pool took on a different connotation after. So but there is ba- like like. Again, there's in this scene, like the actual scene involving the pool, you get to a shot where they they strip down in front of this elitist dude who's evil, and they they're covering their boobs and they're just laughing and having a good time, and they just repeat that shot that like tilt up with them laughing like five times, right? As if we yeah. would, as if we wouldn't notice that, yeah. It's insane. Maybe I don't like that you're trying. using the word they, by the way. There's uh, one person doing everything here. That's right. I'm, I'm <laughs> they so are not Wait. repeating anything. He didn't, hi- he didn't hire a, a good DP I, on this one? Uh, Breen, the royal they. <laughs> the royal they, yeah. He would he would prefer to be called they, I think. <laughs> one of the best parts of watching a Breen movie is watching the credits and just seeing the entire <laughs> craft services, Neil Breen. <laughs> Sound design, Neil Breen. Movie, Neil Breen. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so that's uh, that's the thing with the, the the twins. Oh, here here's the uh, the scene when they first go to the violent gang. Very hot. I'd like to do any of these two guys at the same time. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I'll do her. Damn, twins. Uh. Damn twins! You ever fantasize about <laughs> twins, Nico? <laughs> Very probing question for, for a Wednesday. I'm a little confused though. She said she wanted to do two guys at the same time, and he yeah. took that to mean that he could do two girls at the same time. All right. Yeah. It's a it's little a confusing. Sin City, Nick. I think they need to figure out their arrangement a little better. Yeah, I so, think. Listen. Listen, man. Sex work needs to be above the board. We support uh, we support legal above the board sex work. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think they just need to they just need to iron out what the details are so they so everybody knows what they're paying. Totally, I agree. Totally, it's kind of it's kind of like hospitals with drug prices. You need to be transparent. <laughs> you know, speaking yeah. of hospitals and drug prices. <laughs> oh, oh, we're here now. <laughs> so Breen's going around. He's killing all the fucking people, and it's. I guess what what he does is he he makes people's eyeballs explode. Oh, okay. Oh, ooh. yeah. He um he he melts their. I my, my impression. Wait a second, because I was wondering if they ever bled out of their noses, which would make me think that uh, he was like melting their brains or something. 
It looked like it was mostly eye bleeding. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm thinking yeah, the one nose. guy ran away afterwards. And he's like, yeah. ah, my eyes. Okay, okay, you're right. I thought of the nose because ah, I have- oh my god, you made my eyes bleed. Oh no, remember when he yeah. said that? Right. So he he's a being <laughs> from another dimension, and apparently he created this planet and all the other planets in our solar system. Yes. Uh, all he's able to do is freeze people in motion and explode eyeballs. It doesn't seem like he has any other superpower. I mean, doesn't the eyeball? They they don't explode, Nico. They just they're just spontaneous blood comes out of nowhere. Sure, they're not even bleeding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I love when he freezes a bunch of people walking, and rather than the actors like freezing naturally in a natural walking motion, suddenly they all like lean forward mm-hmm. to freeze yep. in like a totally unnatural way, as if they were walking that way the whole time. They were gonna lean. They were gonna bend down before. They, yeah. <laughs> before they froze. <laughs> it's just really funny. This is all prior to uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. Period. Which is where a guy just <laughs> nonchalant, not even nonchalantly, just gets mad at a person in a wheelchair and kicks him over. Because that's what you do when you get mad at someone in a wheelchair. You're just like, "Fuck this guy, kick him over." <sighs> I don't feel so good. Cancer chemo. <laughs> kicking my ass <laughs> i always wanted to see this before i died this being i only have a month to live <laughs> i love that like the vegas sign is what he wants to see of all that's things. the big you know you got I a month left to, to live see this. right i'm going to vegas yeah oh also the sign looked very underwhelming in this movie he has a way of shooting it in the most underwhelming way possible yeah you know but this is a subplot that uh, is actually quite compelling, I must say. It's a very <laughs> I love the payoff. Subplot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a guy in a wheelchair that just lives in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's going through chemotherapy. And uh, he's in, he walks down the street, sees one of the twins with her baby, and is smitten. But he's also, like, 40 years older than her and is about to die. So Breen comes around and is like, uh, hey, here's a second chance at life bud and he turns him into a a young man that would be age appropriate for the twin and says go make a family and then he wheels on over to her and i'm just like please walk please walk please walk and he gets up out of the chair and walks over to her and she doesn't even bat an eye that he's now young right best shit ever honestly not bad no, it's really bad. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> no, it's 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 you the know? Worst. it's horrible. I've seen um, worse. The trivia for this movie on IMDb is oh, brilliant, by so the way. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, and I love that it says the man in the wheelchair offered to shave his hair to better portray a man going through chemo treatments, okay. but Neil Breen declined because he didn't know the side effects of chemo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote these is fucking brilliant. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, I love like movies like this are small enough that nobody's there to fact check anything, so yeah. you can just write whatever the well, fuck for- you want. <laughs> let, let me just tell you. With my experience researching for the other show, uh, they ain't fact-checking the big movies either. <laughs> Anybody can fucking put anything. Uh, when one twin sister loses her job, the other sister waits almost a full second before suggesting her sister turn to prostitution as the only hope for her. Production was briefly halted when Neil Breen got into an altercation with the sky. <laughs> with the sky? What does that mean? Oh, my God. They're like, ah, you! Uh, despite cancer chemo (laughs) cancer chemo (laughs) who's writing this stuff 
Despite cancer chemo kicking his ass, the man in the wheelchair is not alone in wanting to see the Vegas sign. Many people have it as a life goal and bucket list item to see the Vegas sign. Neil Breen is an entirely stable element. That is the universally accepted explanation for his poor chemistry with certain actresses. But a ching! There's some science jokes in here. hey Writer-director Brian Metcalf said in an interview that Neil Breen inspires all of his work, calling him not only the most brilliant man in independent film, but maybe all of Hollywood. <laughs> Anyone agree. can just write anything. I mean... Oh my god. That's the cool. IMDb comment section and the in the fun facts and trivia is a it's a real place of scum and villainy. That's great. It's really good. Ah. Uh, you know what the stuff. top gap is? By what? what name was I Am Here Now officially released in India in English? That's uh, what IMDb is trying to figure out right now. They need my help. Oh. Um, to answer that question. How about this one? How about goofs under goofs? <laughs> there's only one thing on this list, which is crazy, but there's only one error. <laughs> it's a plastic baby. <laughs> what? I'm not sure that was an error. <laughs> I mean, Clint did it in American Sniper. Why can't Breen use a plastic baby? But there's right. like there's plastic baby heads all over the place in the movie. Well, I think that's, that's why true. he used a plastic baby is because yeah. yeah. he decided it would be too expensive to behead real babies. So right. how? Okay, so hold on, hold on. So how is the plastic baby? I'm assuming in the crib or the the stroller rather. In, how in is stroller, that? A, yeah. How is that a goof? But the rubber spider is not a goof. Uh yeah, I mean listen, you you're free to add your own if you'd like. I would IMDb love to is, now. Is dying uh, for your input. Uh, I can't name really any other goofs though. No, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, better or worse than Apocalypse Now? Wow, better. <laughs> Jesus, it's ninety minutes, and I'd rather watch this again. Oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> Oh, uh, what else was there here? Uh, oh, well, okay. So l maybe let's play a little bit of what the bad guys had to say at the beginning. I mean, this is, again, par for the course with the Breen villains, but... Oh, yeah. Here you go. I wanted to mention this. Now that we've paid off our fellow elected representatives in the legislature, that environmental solar panel development bill will fail next week. Not to mention the cash it'll put in our pockets. The country is done without solar and wind power until now. They can wait a few more years. It's more profitable to be without those sustainable energy systems at this time. Do another take. Do another take. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off so much. You really want him to do another take? But like, they are. It's one take. He just he, they, they say the lines right once, and he says, "Good." Let's move. Here's what you don't realize: that was the best take. I know. That's the thing. No, they I probably realized. did like ten. I want to be on location with this guy so bad. That's the version. God, that's. Could we volunteers like interns? Would he take us? Probably. You think we could be like a PA? We have to like write our own manifesto about how the world's evil and how much we hate lawyers and corporations, and then maybe he'll take us. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, wait, like Neil, I I know this is hard to believe, but we will help light your movie. We will we will shoot your movie. We will do the audio. 
he wouldn't like that. I emailed him. He would not like that. No, the only thing that he wants for other people to do in his movies is be actors, and that's purely for the reason that he can't cast himself in every role. I'll hold the camera <laughs> if he wants me to. Someone's got to hold the camera while he's doing his thing. I'll hold a reflector. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Remember that when I, I emailed him and he was like, glad you liked the movie, but sorry, I don't do podcasts. Remember that? He probably doesn't know what a podcast is. Though. Yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> yeah. No clue what a podcast is. He was nice is. enough to write me back, but uh, no, doesn't do podcasts. <sighs> I do want to volunteer with them, though. That'd be good. You, there must be a way to do it. Yeah, I would think. Uh, yeah, there's baby heads on the on the uh, the desert floor. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what that's about. Oh, uh, at one point, Neil gives his theory for why there's no cure to cancer yet. Thought that this was pretty informative. Yeah, they're lying to us, just like they're lying about trying to find cures for cancer and other diseases. They could find a cure if they wanted to. It's more profitable not to find any cures. We're all so sorry. You sure are. (laughs) Okay. I mean, look. This guy's got it figured out. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, Oh, brain. (laughs) And then there was one more little thing, and then we got to get out of here because Nick has to go. Yeah. Oh my god, it's almost seven. It is almost seven. Uh, the the gang drama at the end. That's incredible. Is incredible but stuff. I also love that like all of these evil cabals and gang deals, they're just done out in the open, broad daylight. All in the same junkyard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I love well, that. Well, the most obvious spot. It's reverse psychology, Nick. You're, you're, mis- you're misunderstanding uh, Breen's genius here. That's what I would do if I was in a gang. Yeah, also, like, they think one of their guys is... We, we are kind of already went over the scene, but they think one of their guys is an undercover cop. No, one of them is an undercover cop. And it's never, they, like, set up. But Wait, they the murder undercover? him. Right. Like, is he, yeah, the guy they, like, beat to death at the end. It's like... An, the guy goes, there's an undercover cop in our midst. And this was never, like, teased. There was never, like, you know... Stuff getting leaked to the cops. He was. I th- I thought he was just. They they just went crazy. Like there there's no indication whether or not he was an undercover cop. They just. Yeah, we don't know if he was. I guess they don't have. Maybe. Evidence. Oh, maybe he is. He seems like one. It's not like The Departed though, where it's like there's a fucking rat. Yeah, there's a rat. <laughs> but it's also like, do you kill the undercover? Like, isn't that a lot? Isn't that a little, like, risky as a criminal to like they trust just- him, Nick? Oh yeah, they trusted him. Trust him. Right. They, he broke Fair. their hearts. That's a good point. But he doesn't like drop a badge or anything. They just kill a guy that they think could be an undercover cop. Yeah. So the boyfriend that wants to be the car thief goes up to the gang and wants to join the gang. And this is how the uh, altercation goes. I want to join your gang. Sounds good. Let's talk. The only problem? You're doing it on our turf. No respect for us. Bringing unwanted attention to us. That's no good, man. Fuck you. Fuck respect. It's about business. No, it's family. Salute me, familia. Really? Family. This is a family movie. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's not about business. It's not about respect. It's about family. 
<sighs> hey, fair enough. It's all about family. You're doing it on our turf. Mm. I'd uh, like to join yeah. your gang. One problem. <laughs> you doing it on our turf. What does that Where mean? Where am I supposed to join exactly. your gang? Exactly. <sighs> Was the paperwork not properly filed here? Did I have to like... Is there a form I needed? <laughs> You gotta sign the W-2s first. Gotta dude. Yeah. print it out. Print new hire forms. And you gotta rescan it, make yeah, sure it's dated right. right. Oh, you needed a 366B. Mm, Nico, come on. <laughs> you guys think I'd do my own taxes. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the movie. At, at the end, Breen says, you know, after all, I don't think I'm gonna kill all these people. I'm gonna give them another chance. Not for any real reason. He just is like, ah, I think I, I maybe overreacted. Well, this is a little unusual. Doesn't he usually kill most of the people in his movies? In yes. This? Okay. Yeah, yeah there's I, usually I a rant at the end. Yes. Which mm. I, I also don't think was present. But did like the evil corporate guys, or I don't even remember if they were killed or not. I think some of them might have been. I don't know. I, I think I, he kind of just freezes them and walks away, right? Is that all that happens? Well, he rescues the girl. Okay. He yes, rescues he the girl um, yes, and leaves. And then the girl is like, wait, take me with you. Like the end of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's right. And uh, yeah. I think it's implied that that is his lover in a different life. Okay. That's what I think like the scenes on the bed were. And like where he like steps away from her as she's laying down naked. Huh. Remember those shots? I just kind of <laughs> think the movie is not in order. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't say, Nick. You know, the shot selections were a little weird. I wasn't sure about the editing on occasion. Ambitious. Dude, the the <laughs> way he cuts his fucking movies. It drives me nuts, man. It really does. will have a, a shot on a, on a person, like, you know, sometimes it's over the shoulder, sometimes you're just filming the person, and then they'll stop with the line, and then they'll cut, but he'll leave the, the empty space in between. So, like, you'll have it at the beginning when the guy is shooting heroin in the truck. Yeah. By the way, Breen does not understand how heroin use works, clearly. But he, no. he's shooting heroin in the truck. And then the woman next to him goes, oh, like she's shocked. But it happens, like, five seconds after he actually does it. So that he doesn't know how to, like, layer these things. No. It's like, okay, well, this shot is done. Now we move on to the, the next, next one. Shot. It's not, you know, things it, don't it happen It almost feels like at times... Other. He's still writing the script as he's editing. Yeah, that too. And he's like, all right, I need a shot of this. And he just like digs through his footage. And he's like, all right. Kind of, yeah. Because that. that's like, that's how I like used to edit when I was in the sixth grade learning <laughs> how to edit. Listen. You'd be am, like, what do I want next? And you'd find the footage you need, right? I am no better. I do it professionally now. And that's how I do it a lot of the time. <laughs> it's just like, I have no plan. I'll start at the beginning, work my way to the end. I'll occasionally repeat some footage. Sometimes it's more artfully done than how Breen does it. Sometimes it just explicitly to expand the the, the runtime. Yeah, I'm not above it. But what you're describing is like like the needle goes in, the woman needs to react right, but like basically as he's doing and not like right like five seconds afterwards, which is where the layering comes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm a slightly I'm, better editor than that, but not much. I'm sort of fascinated <laughs> by the idea of like, can you make a movie where you edit a film that way and have it work? <laughs> Is there a story and a series of events that are laid out in just the right kind of way? I mean, not to go back to the well here, but Lynch sometimes does that. Sort of. Sort Lynch of. will sometimes put pregnant pauses in between dialogue that doesn't belong there, and it gives it this sort of ethereal quality. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, it's obviously not intentional. They, but you can, if if you are an artful filmmaker, I think you could pull it off. Yeah. I mean, technically, we're talking as people who edit in a digital age where we're layering a thousand things on top of each other. Where back then, you had one strip and you had to think of it in that way. But right, yeah, exactly. So technically, they they always did that. But right, 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 right. Um, there is. I also want to say, like. Uh, with 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 Breen, these little nuggets of competency are actually more interesting than the flaws a lot of times. I agree. And those scenes where he is standing in the desert, turning his head left and right, and then all of a sudden it would like fade and cut to the alien face turning left and right, mm. were actually pretty seamless and pretty for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was actually pretty competent. And so it kind of implies he does know how to do this. Well, he knows what a movie is supposed to look like. Yeah. I just don't think he can do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but he, how did he do that so well? Where the person's turning their head and cutting back and forth? Yeah, it's a pretty good two- match cut. Now, again, like like we said, it's replayed about fifty thousand times in the movie. But yeah, I think that that one or, shot. Or do you think he paid well. somebody on Fiverr to like do that for him? Oh yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> he does credit someone as as the special effects, uh, some company under special effects. The company, no, I don't, I don't believe for a second that there did, was a company. The, are the company's the initials effects for this thing? Are the company's initials NB? No, I don't think so. Because didn't he do that so. a lot too? Maybe it was like some fucking intern whose uncle works for that company, like you know. But these are not special. They're, they're using stock special effects, which is that weird Matrix shit that's going on. Yeah. I, and, and the yeah. muzzle flashes, which are done in like like, uh, MS like Paint. five like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, that's, that's that's exactly what it is. It's, you don't you don't seek out a company to put that stuff in. You hire your nephew, who's who's just learning how to do gunshots for the first time. <laughs> Brain, dude. <laughs> That's it for a little while. I don't know uh, when his next movie's coming out. Hopefully by next year. What if it comes out? So. What if it comes out and it's like legitimately a good movie? It's like, yeah, it's like uh, with production value and everything. Man, you know, I, I I did see a clip online, and it was Breen bragging about it, like screenings in in Paris. Okay, I think they did like a screening of um of I don't know if it was Twisted Pear or Pass Through, and. Full theater mm-hmm. with thunderous applause. Yeah. Like people fucking love this guy. Like his there is a legit cult following and they show up. There was a screening in LA where people just showed up and went nuts. There's like cell phone footage I saw on YouTube of this one woman who's like, Oh my God, it's Neil. And he comes out, Oh my God. So I I don't doubt I don't doubt there's people like us. Like obviously we're not fucking Scorsese, you and I, but we can at least point him in the right direction of this is what a shot is kind of supposed to look like. And this is how you kind of like, we went to film school. Like we know how to fucking light it and you know how to edit it. We would do it for free. Yes, absolutely. I'll fly to Vegas and I'll make your movie for you. And it's not going to be fucking anything special, but you know, I could make it look like a movie. Yeah, probably I could do it. Yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is call us, Neil. Yes. Yes, watch, the, watch, listen to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> if you're not convinced. Yeah. Then maybe he is an alien. We love you. <laughs> we think there's something special there. We think there's something. Where we've done five of these podcasts. There's I've watched five that, Neil Breen movies. I, I got to say, I really want to know what a post-COVID Breen film looks like. 
oh my god yeah you know he's mm. always hyping it up to be like the world is ending and that's the closest in our lifetimes we've gotten <laughs> to the world ending yeah. i want to know what his i want to know what his version of you know the pandemic looks like yeah i want to know what breen thinks about trump <laughs> <laughs> i'm very curious he probably plays pool with him every saturday that's probably a who knows thing. It would not surprise me at all. If Breen was like a Trump golfing buddy? Yeah. I mean, he's really into architecture and real estate. He's kind of balding in a similar spot, too. (laughs) (laughs) They can relate about their hair. (laughs) All right, that's it. Breen show. uh, Another one in the bag. Uh, And this is how we know summer has officially begun. Yep. (laughs) Summer is in full swing when we've done a deal with Breen podcast. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So... Next week, we'll be coming at you with Wet July. Hell yeah. Ooh. It's Wet July, is it? Okay. We're getting soggy. <laughs> we are getting soggy. soggy. As Zach would say, we're getting moist. Hell yeah. Ooh. Hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wet month is next month. Hopefully, it'll become a yearly tradition. Wet month. Uh, <laughs> we're talking sequel. about movies that involve water. Mm. We've had a hard time narrowing down exactly what that means. Uh, but I think we're gonna we're gonna provide uh, four sufficiently wet movies. For Very. All of you. Wet. <laughs> yeah. What was the deal? We each provide our own wet movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've uh, got mov- my pick. Yeah. Yeah. Movies involving. I'm still trying to think outside the box a little bit in terms of <sighs> do they really have to take place on the open sea? Mm. Do they need to involve sea creatures, or or can we sort of expand the definition of well, water a little bit? I, yeah. I picked one that takes place in a water park. Mm, there we go. That I okay. think I'm gonna stick with. Okay. Uh, subject to change, but I yeah. might go with all the president's men. <laughs> Why? 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 What? Why? The Watergate joke. Uh, uh, no, okay. I thought you guys would understand no, it, but apparently you're not really no. students of history, and I, I was uh, sadly mistaken. <laughs> There's not even any water in that hotel. There is. <laughs> Right. Not a single pool. <laughs> we'll be back with Wet Month next week. Um, and that's it. Oh, I did want to bring up that Howard Stern is in, an, is in a Marvel movie thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Which great. I think is fucking insane. It's one of the craziest pieces of casting news I've ever seen in my life. I am so I, excited. I did not I hear this news. Oh, you don't? You haven't heard this? New, I Mm-mm. so hope he's playing the lead character. I know that's not going to happen, but... So, uh, he, he was caught on hot mic during his show today. He was, like, talking to Robin during the commercial, but they forgot to, to cut the sound. So, the the, the commercial was, was playing over his conversation with Robin. And he's like, yeah, I told Kevin Feige I'm doing the Doctor Doom movie. Yep. I'm doing Dr. Doom. And I called Robert Downey Jr. to ask him for acting advice. That's right. So apparently there's a Dr. Doom movie happening and Howard Stern is in it. (laughs) What do you think, Nick? First off, (laughs) I don't think that was an accident. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. That's my (laughs) concern. This guy's been doing radio for how fucking long? No shot. (laughs) That was an accident, right? But who's he playing? Uh, he's probably playing Howard Stern, talking about Doctor yeah. Doom. That's what his, That's what Adam's theory was. Yeah, we were. Yeah, probably. That, yeah. He's probably just playing himself. But what if he's Doom? Yeah. What if he's not though? What if he's playing Doom? <laughs> Why did he have to call Robert Downey Jr. 
for advice if he's playing himself. This is a serious role here, okay? Also, would it be a Doctor Doom movie or would it be a Fantastic Four movie? You could do it. In a, which case? You could do a Doctor Doom movie. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. he's referring to Doctor Doom as Doctor Doom. We, we we don't really know if he means the character or the movie. People on Twitter assumed it was. He says, I'm doing Doctor Doom. Oh, oh, oh. You I know thought, what I mean? I thought they were going to make a Doctor Doom movie. Well, nothing has been announced yet. Okay, okay. That was apparently the first anyone heard of it. Huh. In which case, could you imagine <laughs> if the Disney Corporation, Nick, <laughs> when casting for the most iconic villains in the history of Marvel Comics, called up Howard fucking Stern? Could you imagine? You know, every time I think I'm out, Nico. They pull pull me me back back in. in. All right, that's it. See you next time. Until then, (laughs) you've been so very, very naughty. No to you.